Hello and welcome to Let's Talk About Movies, a podcast where we talk about films. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. I'm your other host, Liam. And uh, this week, we must not fear, because fear is the mind killer. That's right. We're like talking, we're talking like Dune. That. Yeah. No, we're talking Dune. The last Dune. one we did was Dune. This is Dune. 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 Sounds weird if you if you emphasize it, it sounds weird. Dune. <laughs> I've got quite a deep, I feel like, maybe I don't in real life, but I feel like in my own head, I've got quite a deep voice, so it really goes like, I feel, I sound like Mufasa. Dune. I thought you were going to say you feel like you sounded like one of them, like, throat singers that's in this film. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad impression of a throat singer, well done. Also, I've had an impression of sucking someone off, if anyone ever saw the video footage. (laughs) Well, you know. Um, So I'm told. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and I, I got a pretenses by saying so i went to pub before this had two pints of san miguel which i don't know probably know I, I can drink a few beers but san miguel has this effect on me where it's effectively worth double what it is so i feel like so two pints of san miguel is four pints of anything else for me and and now i'm on this halcyon um imperial ipa which is 7.4 percent. so this could go a couple of ways this podcast tonight let's maybe watch some fucking strictly RNT. <laughs> so that's put me in a bad mood. So I'm ready. I'm ready for to fight anyone. And yeah, this this movie could be lower than it maybe should be in my score. Nice, really. to know, nice to know where you're at headspace wise, at least. Yeah, yeah. Just to prepare yourself. Yeah. So last time out, we we covered the 1984 version, Dune, Dune, and we kind of we kind of uh, dealt with the story up till that point. Obviously, then, since then, the story of what's going on behind the scenes with this film has kind of evolved a little bit further. Um, I believe in the 90s, uh, producer Richard P. Rubenstein acquired the rights for it, and he managed to get a miniseries produced, uh, which aired on Sci-Fi Channel, I think it was. It's McAvoy. Early, well, no, I think that was... Was that Children of Dune? Yeah, McAvoy, because this was just called like Frank Herbert's Dune, something like that. Okay, and apparently it was it was quite well received, um, sort of considered to be a lot better than the film. However, you could tell it was a TV series. The the, the money wasn't there was the sort of the issue with it. It, it felt like a sci-fi early knowledge. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the sort of knock against. I've never seen it. I'm probably ever going to see it. Because I want to see all this shit now. I feel like, yeah, but like, I I really want because I haven't heard much on that one. But the Children of Dune series is also maybe like decent. So I'm I'm really tempted to watch that, but I want to read read the book first. Yeah, there's that. I mean, the Children of Dune thing at least is going to be covering off something else. It's not just covering off that same first book over and over again. Yeah, that's true. Um. So then after that. Apparently, it kind of became a bit more popular again after like, the idea of making it became popular again after uh, Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter became really successful. Mm-hmm. This sort of uh, fantasy world, almost like they're not quite sci-fi, but the sci-fi kind of nature became popular. So audiences would probably go to People see these kind of films for the epic. Exactly. Really yeah, uh, Paramount uh, got the got their chance to try and adapt, adapt it in the sort of late 2000s. 
Um, they originally wanted to get Peter Berg to direct it, who up till that point had done uh, The Rundown, which was called Welcome to the Jungle over here. Uh, it's The Rock and Sean William Scott. Wait, so The Rock has been in two things called Welcome to the Jungle? Yes. Wow. What a star. One's called The Rundown in the States, and the other one is the Jumanji sequel. Yes. Yeah. I thought you were, so, t- thought you were telling me for a second, but you clarified. No, I'm just clarifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I know. That's why I, I just I said it. Together, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he'd also done Friday Night Wait, Lights. so the other Welcome to the Jungle is a Jumanji <laughs> sequel? <laughs> he'd done the Friday Night Lights uh, t- uh, film, not the TV series, and he'd also done Hancock, which was probably just coming off Hancock okay. when... Uh, when he got tapped for that, that doesn't Hancock doesn't scream. Yeah, go to a dune. Yeah, I'm not really. I don't know whether the the joined up thinking is on that. Um, no. But yeah, so and then he dropped out. Uh, he'd go on to do like battleship and stuff like that. So we probably dodged a bullet with that one. Thank fuck he didn't. Yeah. He dropped out. Featuring and... Rihanna as Chani. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got a French uh, director tapped called Pierre Morel. And the only thing I really could find of his, was he was probably just coming off um, Taken at the time. So... Uh, so the action could have been good. Yeah. It's not really the same kind of thing. But... You can kind of see where they're going with this this kind of filmmaker, quite a big filmmaker coming up at least. Uh, he, he didn't... Sh- they're going for some hot shit, basically. Yeah, he didn't really do much of note after that. He hasn't done much since Taken. Um, I think his last film was called Peppermint, and it had Jennifer Garner in it. Got very average reviews. I never saw it. Either way, Paramount couldn't get their shit together, basically. And they never managed to produce anything, uh, which is then when it ended up coming to legendary in sort of mid to mid 2010s ish. Uh, they apparently wanted uh, Villeneuve to come in straight away, pretty much, uh, okay. and direct it there and then. But he was kind of like, I, I want to get because uh, he was at the time he was finishing off Arrival mm-hmm. and he said he wanted to get Blade Runner done first to kind of. Get his, get his teeth into yeah, get, get his, his head get around zone. Uh, like a big sci-fi epic kind of thing, yeah. which I think is fair and definitely worked because at the time of the previous pod on Dune, I haven't watched twenty forty nine. I now have, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I am visually outstanding. I'm not the first person to say all this shit, so I won't retread everyone in the world else's review on that film but yeah it, you can definitely see why he was a good choice for this film mm-hmm. for, for dune yeah and it's one of them things it's it's funny to me because not knowing that bit of information going in i'd have said oh well they've seen him do blade runner and yeah yeah gone oh well he can do he can do dune but um no it turns out it was a little bit the other way around he kind of honed his craft a little bit on blade runner that's interesting. But, but yeah, there's there's not too much kind of uh, back and forth after that. Um, and I, I think, sorry, I, I guess the 
the good thing or the nice thing about that is no one was screaming out for a Dune movie. And it, but it's, in terms of it's big enough that it's people are always going to go see it because it, of what it is. But it's not like this is a, a new book that's just come out. We need to capitalize on the moment. Let's let's go and make a Dune film. Yeah, it's, it was more. It, there's this the scope to make this, but we don't. It doesn't have to be here and now. It's you know it can shift it down the road away. five years and yeah yeah and no, it'll still make money. That's a good point. To be fair, um, and it is like you say because it's a, a fifty odd year old book, so it's already been adapted once unsuccessfully as a film. Hmm. So it does feel like everybody's going well. You know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. It's a, it's a safe bet, basically, that for like you know, as far as far as sci-fi's go, it's a it's a pretty safe bet because it's got its it's got its fans. I don't know if you've heard Aaron, but people <laughs> quite people quite like this book. I mean, even people like um like one George Lucas, for example, could be considered to be a fan. Yeah. Then again, people like Coldplay and voted for the Nazis, can't trust people. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um no so, um so yeah it's a film it is a film and i've so we went to the cinema torch so aaron has an odium pass which means you can go to cinema whenever he wants to for free which is great i get a thing from work which lets me go to cinema like once a month for free liam 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 it's not free i have to pay for the pass okay fair <laughs> yeah, fair, fair um i don't pay for my thing however I've, I've been waiting for this film to come out ever since the first saw the trailer, like most people. And really, what I'd, I felt like I needed to do this film justice. So I I blagged Aaron to go to a better version, not quite IMAX, but Odeon's version of IMAX. I think at first you were like, Let, let's go to like IMAX or something. I was like, that's going to need me to go to like Manchester. It's like an hour's drive nearly. Yes. 45 minutes to an hour's drive. And I was like, that feels like a lot. On a mm, that does feel like a lot when it could night. be free. It could be free. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, that would have been free-ish. But like you say, however, but we end up. I managed to twist Aaron's arm into going somewhere that was twenty minutes away and on and cost him a pound. He had to pay a pound. Two pound. And two pound. Oh shit! Sorry, mate. I feel bad now. Yeah. Um. For the record. however, I feel like it was worth it. First and foremost, so if you've not seen this film yet, why listen to this? Why does anyone listen to this? Um, no one does. It's fine. No one does. <laughs> um, Dave, if you're not seen this film yet, <laughs> go do yourself a favor and watch it in um, somewhere big. Basically, I don't think it's still in cinemas either. Is it not already? Maybe. Maybe you could find it somewhere, but you'd probably have to drive an hour to Manchester. So okay. worth it. And um, yeah. also, I just wanted to touch on um, before I got onto that was when did like. Dune become sort of part of your, like, part of the zeitgeist for you? Because like, I've always been, like, aware of it. It's been in my periphery because I, because of its links with Star Wars, but I've never been that interested in it. And then I saw the trailer. Heard, I heard they were doing a film. I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. I know, I know they're already doing but I've never seen it. Never read the books. I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. Saw the trailer. I was like, okay, this looks really good. And then that made me want to get in more in into the world zoom which led to me reading the books how is it for you how is um, it for you surprisingly not that different to be fair okay it's kind of been one of those things of like um 
I am aware of it because, mm. like you say, because Star Wars. So it's one of those things of like you, you're aware of that. You're aware of uh, uh, what is it? Book Rogers, yeah, and you know that all those kind of Kurosawa films and all that kind of influence that uh, he'd had. So going in, so you're like, oh, okay, I kind of know about it. I know it's supposed to be this really kind of deep book and everything like that. And I knew Heavy that they'd, sci-fi. They'd, yeah, they knew they'd made a, ver- a a film of it that was apparently not that good. It's got stinging underpants. That's about all I kind of knew <laughs> pre sort of. He's never watched a film, but he's searched stinging underpants plenty of times. <laughs> well, you never know, do you? You never yeah. know. Um, so that was sort of like up till about, what, two years ago, probably? Yeah, maybe a little bit longer. A little bit, two and a half, yeah, two and a half, three years, yeah. maybe. So up till that point, that was kind of all I really knew. Uh, and mm. also I knew it had giant sandworms in it. Yeah. But that's you from like, like, fat boy, you f- like Fat Boy Slim, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just seen like pictures and posters and stuff, and, and like you say, yeah. So um, up to that point, and then I heard, like you say, I heard it was going to be made, and I think I heard it was going to be the only who'd been making it. And up to that point, I think I'd seen Prisoners and Arrival at that point, and maybe I'd seen Blade Runner, but maybe not. no, I must have seen Blade Runner because I think I saw that when it came out. So I think I'd seen those three films and gone, oh, I really like this guy's films. Mm. And he's making this book that I've heard so He's making this book into a film that I've heard so much about. I should probably try and track down. I'll try and track down the book. I'll give it a go, see what it's like. Yeah. And then from there, like you said, we were both reading it about the same time again, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, and your thoughts on the book were good. Yeah, I really like the book. Um, I found it hard going at the start. I think a lot of people because I kind of I think we kind of covered off a little bit in the in the last one as well. It's that it doesn't want to doesn't hold any hands no. at all. It kind of just throws you in there a little bit. And, and you were reading on um, Kindle, right? Yes. Yeah. So a recommendation from me is anyone that's not read the book yet, don't do a Kindle edition. Get or certainly get the copy that I got because there's a glossary on the back and there's a lot of words that come thick and fast at you in this book that you aren't going to understand. And if I didn't have that glossary, I would have read it a lot, lot slower than I did. And I didn't read it fast. So, <laughs> so yeah. Have you um, started on the second one yet, Doom Messiah? I have not. Okay. So I told you this a little while ago, that it's a lot shorter. Yes. It is. I've not finished it yet. Um, I probably started reading it on holiday. Um, I won't go into any spoilers, but I feel like... It, no one physically moves for at least halfway through the book. Good. Interesting. It's just conversation in a meeting after a meeting after a meeting after a meeting after a meeting. Halfway through the book. Sounds like work. Yeah. yeah. Halfway through the book, it's starting to get quite interesting. Right. But it's, I don't know. So again, it's similarly hard going. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite, it's, it's not as, although the words are difficult in the first one, it moves. Right. Whereas the second one, you know the words, but it doesn't move. Got you. I also, um, I don't know if it's a, I was reading something or heard something the other week where we, we both discussed in the book that the ending just kind of happens. Like there's no spoilers, but there's a big fight. Like most things, there's a big fight towards the end. And this is a book filled with description and, and trailing off into th- different thoughts and whatever. 
And then this fight happens just out of no, well, out. it's planned, but this fight happens and it just happens and it's like 10 pages and it's done with. And you're like, oh, okay, that's what's that all about. The thing that really threw me as well is for anybody who has got a Kindle knows that you have like a little uh, percentage of how far you are through the book. Okay. So I'm going through it. I'm like, okay, I've got like, you know, 15%, maybe 10% left and it ends. And then all of a sudden I hit this glossary that's just pages and pages of all these words. I'm like, brilliant. Didn't know this was on the end. <laughs> yeah, but that was a, a purposeful thing by Herbert, apparently. Effectively, it's temporary spoilers, Luke but not get, really. Luke, Luke getting his hand cut off and Darth Vader telling him he's his dad right at the end. It kind of it is that. There is a bit of an end to it, but it's it does leave you going, well, what happens next? Yeah, but he, the reason it happened so fast is because it's like a surprise attack in the book, in the in the story. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Well, I want it to be. I don't want all this build up and this thing around it. No, it, it, the this the fight happens just quick because it comes out of nowhere. It just happens quickly. So yeah. I I paced it that way in the book for the same reason, and I want people to kind of be like a little bit shocked by it because that's how the people who are attacked would be. Yeah, makes sense. Sort of. Um, we shouldn't Sorry, really I, get too into that because that's not even in this oh, film. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, of course. Spoilers, it's not in this film. Um, so, okay, back to it. So, yeah, well, so it's, not really, so... it's not really spoilers to say that this film is only half of the book. Well, you say that. I spoke to um, a friend of mine at work who I've mentioned before on this podcast because he's into the D&D episodes in particular, and he was really excited for, for this film, having read the books. Bigger nerd than we are. Um, and didn't realize until listen, yeah, until listen to the Weekly Planet episode on it the other week that, that it was a two part. He didn't know, he, he'd not seen because it, it's not in any um posters or anything, it's it's only been added on clearly later on in the editing process. The part one bit, I, I always knew it was a, it was a two part, but he yeah, didn't know. I was gonna say, I feel like I knew, I knew for a while because. It was one of the things of like, okay, I'm looking forward to this. I'll read up on like what's happening and what's going on mm. and, and kind of knew from there that it was it was only going to be the first half. Like you say, I think you are right because when it was originally screened for like test audiences and stuff, a lot of people said the same thing as, as your friend mm. um, that they didn't know going in and kind of obviously then the film just kind of ends in the middle of a story yeah. and, and they were like, well, that's... What, what's going on there? So they've they've gone back and, and added in the in the title card where it says June. June. Uh, it says part one underneath now, and that's the one that everybody pretty much is going to go and see. Uh, but initially, that wasn't there. Was it you that um, suggested to me rather than part one and part two, they, they should have done it as um, Atreides and Muad'Dib? Yeah. yeah, that would have been cool. Would have been a good idea. Well, Danny, um, call us. I know you're listening. Yeah. Um, so no, but so so me and I went to see it at the cinema. I've seen it once. I won't go into it, but I tried to watch it again and fail because of uh, illegal stuff. Uh, Aaron <laughs> has seen it two and a half times. Yeah. Because you started watching it today, right? Again. Yeah. Yeah. And then... so I start. I started watching it earlier and had to, had to come away and I went back to it and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch the second half of this to, to my wife. And she was like, no, no, I, I want to watch, I might want to watch this. I was like, you don't, this isn't, this isn't your thing. <laughs> like, 
you were like, you yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> kind of used the voice on her. Yeah. She wasn't having any of it. I like Paul at the start. <laughs> and uh, she was like, no, no, I, I want to watch it with you. And I'm like, but you don't, you don't, you didn't like Star Wars that much. Come on. <laughs> Look, if you don't like Star Wars, I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> Probably not a film for you, this one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so she taught me into it. She's like, I was looked at my watch. I was like, okay, I can, I can get it in again before the whole thing, before we sit down to record. So we, we sat down and I put it on. I'd say I had already watched about half of it earlier in the day. Put it on. I'm like, okay, yeah, settling in. I'm quite enjoying myself. I think she lasted about half an hour before her phone came out. Oh, I was just really? texting away or doing whatever. I was like, cool, neat. Because um, I kind of wanted to, I wanted, didn't want her, you tell me, I kind of wanted her to join us and just give us her thoughts on it. I can give you um, her thoughts on it because I asked her at the end. Go on. Just real um, quick. It's this a isn't... bit too sci-fi and not really for me. <laughs> Which you, I believe is pretty much verbatim to what you were trying to tell her <laughs> before she made you restart it. The thing as well um, is um, she's like really gotten into, into books and reading and like collecting like collector's edition hardback books and everything. Oh, nice. So she'd seen earlier today slash it last week or whatever. There's this really nice version with like stenciled edges and everything of, of June. And uh, she was like, "Oh, should I get it?" I was like, "I don't, I don't think." You're ever said, yeah, read then it. you could have read it. Wait, was it from the joint account or no? Then you should let her get it because you've read it. I've already read it then. <laughs> That's true. You could have had it. Odds, odds of me ever going back to it. That's. I don't reread books that often. No, I'm, no. I've got I've got enough often. books out there that I haven't read already, so I don't really reread books that often. So yeah, I was a bit like she was. She was like, "Oh well, maybe I like it and stuff." And the other thing as well is she doesn't. She's not a big fan of violence. Now I wouldn't say that this film is a particularly violent film, no. um, but she doesn't like violence, especially when it comes to like knives and stuff. Okay, and that's like the only kind of violence this film has. Yeah, so literally <laughs> like any knife fight. She's it's like, oh, it's no. a story. It's a story beat that. Yeah, this this this. Only has knife fights for the most part. So yeah, which and we kind of go into the review now, I guess. But thank God because I brought this up to whenever we did the last episode. That I was like, I'm fairly sure they didn't have guns in the book, and it's all guns. So thank God they at least stuck to the script on this one. Yeah, like you say, there is probably like one notable mention of a gun, but that's it. Yeah, and that's. With the story, like it makes sense in it. Yeah, if that makes sense. Okay, so let, let's get into this then. Breast tax. Cool. This is, I think, very. Um, what's the word? It sticks to the to the subject matter for the most part, pretty much the whole way through. Yeah, it's not like doesn't take any. Well, let me just say actually, a big point of the last review is there's no pugs in this one. There's no dogs. Yeah. Immediately Which, downvote from me due to like yeah. Pugs. I was a little bit disappointed that there was no pugs in it. Not at least um, just one in the background, like just, just yeah, a, a just little trotting about. Yeah. Um, it's very loud. It is. I mentioned loud. this when we came out. It's very loud. So prepare yourself for that. And, and some. Go I was on. say that's one thing I have uh, I have noted down is that because um, the score is is by Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. And it's very Hans Zimmer score. So if anybody has seen 
Dark Knight or Inception or Tenet or like any of these films like from the last few years, uh, they're all Hans Zimmer scores. And you know, because it's pretty much the exact same score. Yeah, but I feel like this one... Just a lot of... Kind of went, yeah, but I feel like they went, right, Hans, just go do you on this one. And it went to another level with like... There was some... I think the soundscape on this is amazing and very, very fitting, but there were some odd choices, odd um, decisions that were made in terms of there's like um, a woman like yelling a lot which yeah, I, I, I've seen I've seen like discussions with um, the director like, on like why it is and the theory behind it I totally get it and it's a, it's a choice don't know about how much I liked that choice personally but um, yeah I, I agree because there's a like you say there's a lot of that sort of well, I think to me <laughs> that that sort of thing yeah it, it doesn't really pick you up that well when you do that thank god there's that and <laughs> probably for the best it feels like that's kind of the the choice it's it goes like Goku for up. when uh when it's to do with the fremen yeah or anything um which kind of obviously because there's a lot of associate associations with them and sort of uh like native middle eastern people that kind of being the the theme but then like mm-hmm. when it comes to anything involving the harkonnens which are called harkonnens in this by the way Harkonnens. Harkonnens in the other one. So I, yeah. felt, like, I felt like when I read it originally, they were Harkonnens. So I'm I, th- I think that I the, said Harkonnens. I, I don't know why. I'm happy that the better film so. sided with me. Yeah. Um, well, don't give, don't give any... Sorry, spoilers. Any um, our thoughts. Okay, it, it's, better. When, when it's he, better than the first one, okay? <laughs> <laughs> when the when the Harkonnens come on, it's a lot of like that throat singing that I was on about before. <laughs> Imagine yeah. like a didgeridoo. Yeah, oh, I, I, I kind of, I, I dug it, to be fair. Um, it is very Hans Zimmer, but... Uh, it's massive. What you, yeah. Uh, it, it, the whole film is massive. Like, and that, the, the... Yeah, I think that's about right, because you, you do come out and the, the, the music does kind of add to that feeling of, like, you've just experienced... Blown, blown in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I know it wasn't what I was going for, but imagine getting blown in the face, guys and girls, and um, yeah, exactly. that's what it feels like. How it feels to chew five gum. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch. That's Dude. a good. That's a good reference. Yeah, <laughs> that should be on the fucking trailer. How it feels to chew five gum. Dude. I think that thing that they stopped making six years ago. Yeah, um, that's I, but I. I that's only just come to me now, and that is probably the best way to describe the experience of watching Dune twenty twenty one. That's fair. Because um, um, the other thing is, what that my first note on it was that it is so good to look at the film. Fucking amazing! This like, this needs to win some sort of award. I reckon visuals. it will probably do a lot in the technical categories mm-hmm. at, at the Oscars. I think it's probably going to win quite a lot there. Yeah, sound design, I say, is is amazing. Even if I'm not the biggest fan of the score, yeah, the score kind opinion. of I'm kind of you know, but I think the sound design, like the way that the um, you know when the, the the worms are coming or the yeah the, the sound of the doctors and that kind of and the machinery and everything else that's going on, I think that is really good. Like I, said, mm. I think 
special effects should have nailed down. I don't think there's been anything in a number of years that have looked this good. No, no. And we, we discussed a little bit as you were coming out, but I thought that like everything looked alien and felt alien, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, every, like some, if something was from the Guild or something was from um, the Harkonnens, you know, everything had its own place for different people or species and it just all looked different and interesting. I think and the that top, the top does look great. Does hit you quite early on in the um, in the scene with the, with the guild people yeah. who come down and like they've all got these like weird helmet type things. Some of them look like the robot from like Lost in Space and stuff on there, and and like mm. they've all got these like Daft Punk face masks on and, and stuff. And it, it's just everything doesn't look doesn't even look remotely it real or not real, yeah. but you know earthly kind of. And this can be done too far like i think we said with the last one where it was like almost sci-fi for the sake of sci-fi yeah it was like oh spray paint on silver and put a box on them um but i don't know i don't know what it is and maybe it's just maybe people said the same thing about the first one when that came out like it maybe it looked really good back then oh, but this oh, one feels apart from the shields those shields by the way and um, not cgi every single frame was painted to be like that, and then Wild. that was a, a death. So it wasn't like a limitation of technology. It was a limitation of some bloke's hands. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but it was a choice. That was a choice to make it like that they, because they didn't have the technology to make it to like. Roll I mean, it. that makes sense. Know. Yeah. Oh, it's it such a bad idea. The, the shields in this are way better, by the way, as well. Um, the shields do look pretty cool in this. Yeah, and the, the sound. Again, the sound of them sounds cool. Exactly. That's the other thing as well. It's just everything has its own particular sound in this. Hmm. Um, that just sounds unlike anything else. Like you say, so someone turning on the shield or whatever just sounds different than everything else that's going on. And even like little, like every little thing has been thought about in this film. Like the, the Baron's shield is like on his ring as opposed to like on someone's belt or on the wrist. <clears throat> and like little character touches like that. Like, yeah, I, then the way he turns it on, he's like moves his fingers across a little bit. Yeah. Everything is so well thought out in this film. And you can tell, like, you know, you'll watch an interview with a director and they're like, oh, yeah, well, I've always liked Batman. So I, you know, I want to do this film because I like Batman. You like anything you listen to with the director. I, I keep saying the director because I don't want to incorrectly say his name 20 different times on this podcast. Um, every, t- every, anything you watch with Denny is enthusiasm for this. Franchise shines it's through. It's actually Dennis. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you watch anything with Dennis, it's like <laughs> Denny the Many. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell he's clearly like a fan. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. Um, like I say, you listen to interviews with him and stuff, and. He said that he's this is what he really wants to do. And that's why like I say that was why he ended up doing Blade Runner and stuff first, because he didn't want to do this half cock kind of thing. Yeah. Even to the point where one I watched with him, he was like, This is exact pretty much what I was thinking when I was reading the book. And I hope I think I've done justice to everything. I think there's he basically said there's a couple of things that weren't as good as I wanted them to, wanted them to be. But like everything else, which that just level of humility in terms of like, look. I've done my best here. Yeah. Like, there's a reason people say this, this is, what's the word, like, 
unadaptable. Unfilmable, yeah. Or unfilmable, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the fact that he's, like, obviously happy, but not 100% on the bits that he's made, is like, okay, well, you clearly like it. A bit of a perfectionist as well, you can tell. Yeah. And, but, um, yeah, and that shines through in this. Like, everything. The performances, by the way, are really good in it as well. Yeah, I mean, I know she's got some plaudits. Um, I think, for me, the only one I could kind of maybe pick a little bit of fault with is Rebecca Ferguson, who plays Lady Jessica. Oh, go on. Um, and it's really kind of nitpicky. But for me... It's just your nerd, your nerd feelings coming out now. Like, she shouldn't be like she should no like... well maybe i don't know the character like has got two sides to her almost you always feel like she's she's quite a strong mm. um she's got the benny jesserit side to her which is the she's um i mean the being <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's she's a witch effectively so she's kind of got this kind of buzz against the world nobody likes them kind of edge to her yeah um, but she's also very motherly to Paul in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the, the motherly side was perhaps not 100% for me. I think feel like she always kind of felt like, especially some bits in there where, where you know, she kind of feels like she's got that edge to her. Mm. But I never quite got the... That she loves him. Yeah not, yeah, not so much that, but it was like that she would do anything to try and protect him kind of thing. Yeah. Which I did get a little bit in the book. But... Again, I feel like I'm nitpicking a little bit. For the most part, I feel everybody was was really good. Even I, I, you know, I'll I'll not go too harshly on Zendaya or um, Javier Bardem because they're in it for like five minutes, fifteen minutes tops. Yeah. So, but everybody else, I thought was was really good. Yeah. Even um, uh, Duncan, what's his name? Uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah, Jason Moore, who, who like for who seems like the nicest guy in the world, but I've never been particularly like I feel like there's a reason that this guy in Game of Thrones said like two words. You know what I mean? Like he's, yeah, a, he's I, a snarling I mean, guy. I don't know what his acting chops are like. He's obviously done pretty well because he's he, he did Aquaman and that made like a billion dollars or whatever. So yeah, fair. There's, there's that. I've said that. Vin Diesel's been in plenty of films that have made a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So maybe that doesn't hold up. But I, I but then again, I feel like maybe Duncan is the role that you can. Yeah, you can be a bit more for him. For him in he's particular, probably pretty well suited. Yeah. Apparently, when he got the job, he was like, "Do I have to go and like have a, <laughs> have a six pack?" For the, oh, you obviously it's probably on the weekly planet. I think it might have from. been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I and like, I felt the same like when I watched like I can't see anything. Like, I probably just got a double chin or whatever. But he's definitely a bit podgier than you usually see him in it. Definitely, Maybe it's yeah. just because he's not got his beard or something. I, I think that the lack of beard doesn't help either. Like, a no. beard can hide a multitude of sins in that category, trust me. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, like you say, you can you can sort of see he's got a little bit of a little bit of neck fat in there, and it's a little yeah. bit like he's he's not ridiculously ripped like Aquaman or whatever. No. But, and, and the character doesn't necessarily call for it. But, yeah, he's really good in it. And, yeah, I think everyone's, I think everyone's good in this film. I'd say that um, uh, Josh Brolin is definitely a step up from Captain Picard in this one. Oh, my God. Because he doesn't shout every five seconds. <laughs> he shouts a bit. Is he, yeah, but I mean, he's a general. He's got, he's, got a, he's got to shout a bit, but not a, like, 
the kid's fifth birthday party or whatever, which is what you felt the old old gurney would be doing. But then again, uh, Picard has been shouting for the last 50 years, basically, just in every role he's done. And just What did you think to um, Sophia Howard? Yeah. Or the, or the, um, the um, what the they me- call The Mentats. Mentats, uh, generally. Big, big lack of eyebrows going on for them. Big lack of eyebrows. They had some orange lines. Yeah, they had the little lines and they did the weird little eyes rolling back in the head when they were doing a calculation, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm. Um, but I thought he was pretty good. Think, imagine The Undertaker. How <laughs> <laughs> has no one made a meme of it, of that? Except this guy's like five foot six. And, yeah. uh, not exactly the same build. I, uh, it's Stephen McKinley Henderson who plays, who plays Sophia in this. And uh, I think he's one of those... He's always been one of those like great that guy actors. You just see him yeah. and stuff. Like, oh, it's, you know, it's him. It's that guy. He's he's and he he was in a mini series that came out. I want to say like a couple of years ago called Devs, uh, which is by I've heard Alex, of Devs. It's by Alex Garland who did. Uh, he wrote The Beach and okay. um, he did Ex Machina and stuff like that. Uh, so it was his thing. It was that was kind of a, a weird. Um, kind of slow burn thing, but he was quite good in that. And he's mm. kind of bringing that same sort of energy to this, I feel like. But it was, it was uh, the sort of, the one, the older kind of wiser person. Yeah. But he played it quite well. Okay. You? Yeah, I, it, fine. I, I thought um, Peter didn't have much play in it, which I would have liked to maybe have seen a little bit more of him because he's a really cool actor. He's yeah. Like Dark played, Knight and... um, played by David, that's Delmachian. Yeah, that's who, it. Another great, that guy, to be fair. Like I say, he was in The Dark Knight. He's been in, more recently, people probably Suicide know him from Squad. Suicide Squad, which played Polka Dot Man. And he was in the Ant-Man films as well. Yeah. As the, the Russian guy from... Babiago. Like, yeah, stick-up crew, yeah. Um, but he, again, he's, he's a guy that's just in, in loads of things. And, and when I read that he was going to be playing that character, I was like, I can see that. It's one hundred percent like, yeah. So, so yeah, men, men that's a call. I guess the question on everyone's minds is the worms, because that's all anyone cares about. When the thing like Dune, as anyone thinks about it for the most part. Yeah. If no one's read Dune, then like you said earlier on, they know there's worms in it. Pretty much, they know it's deserts and they know it's it's big sand worms. Yeah. And look, let's address it up the top. They do look like giant assholes. <laughs> no, they look like giant penises with an arsehole for a bella. <laughs> oh, good. That will haunt my dreams. Um, they look sick, though. They did look cool. And like I say, that I, whole effect of when you first see one, it kind of comes straight up from underneath. Yeah, it's cool. And, like, and I said this about the, the original film. It's like I thought that scene in that film holds up. I thought that was really good. Yeah. This is just different level filmmaking, though. I mean, yeah. ten, there's, there's different, obviously. You couldn't what, do that back then. What you can do with film is a lot different now. But yeah, yeah. I agree. And that's one thing they changed from, it's a, it makes no difference, really, in the grand scheme of things. But they, they used that part to carry the story forward a little bit faster. Because Yes. With his um, sort of, yeah. spice, spice dreams and whatever. Um, which which worked, which was fine. Um, but yeah, they look phenomenal. They look scary. Where did the um, 
the the I the visualization of them having sort of like three flaps. Like, so like the inside kind of thing. No, so you have like the teeth, but then they have like a imagine like a oh like an outer layer kind of lips yeah, and like gums and effectively sort of like have three bits. So think back to the original film and like the book, the book that I've got has that on home and all sort of imagery from it has that. And I'd never recall that from the books, if that makes really. No. Um, Sorry, no, I'm we've got a sure. topic here. I'm just, I just wondered if that was it, something that I missed or because I can't, I can't tell what I prefer because I'm kind of used to that imagery of if that's what they look like. They've got three, imagine a beat, but three ways. Um, yeah, unless it's just always been that kind of because it's always worms been don't have that. With, no, but do they? I don't know. Never look that. Never look that close. No, you never um, snuck a worm. No, me either. <laughs> um, you know what? You can do a worm, so sorry. Here we me go. and um, Tom used to, I used to have a farm. Everyone has worms, so I don't know why it has to be a farm. But we used to go on his farm and pick up worms. And if you um, squeezed them and ran your fingers down, all the poop and guts would come out. And you could see the poop come out. They die too, so don't do it. It's not very nice. But that's fascinating. That, that says a lot about you. <laughs> Like, Teddy Omi was fascinated by it. Mainly the poop, not the gut so much. The poop was the funny bit. <laughs> and then yeah. sometimes we get it on our hands and be like, Ugh. <laughs> 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 worm poop. Yeah, worm poop. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to try it, but thanks. Okay, thanks that, that. that's the name of this episode is worm poop. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, what I was going to say is I feel like maybe that's been like one of those things of it's always been on covers that way. So it's just that's yeah. the generally accepted way that they look, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. What I didn't, so one thing I didn't like about this film was they, spoilers for Dune, the book and this film, but they, the Fremen ride worms like it's a thing that you find out later on in the book the second half of the book it didn't make it it shows it in this film very briefly very briefly but one i didn't think it looked that good um and two that's kind of like a big beat of the story that i would have liked some more mystery around or would have liked to have been a a thing yeah, when you find that out in the in the second half. Yeah, whereas this is just That's sort fair. of like, oh, there's just a the guy. He's like looking about, and there's a guy riding a worm in the background. It's like, mm. I, I yeah. think it was it wasn't needed in this film either. I agree because he went like he makes a point of saying like our oh, desert power because that was the line earlier on. Desert correctly. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I didn't. I just didn't need it. Um, one other thing that changed was um, Liet Kynes, which I think should be Keynes. Um, and not the, well, first of all, they changed the sex. It's a, yeah. it's a girl, not a dude, but makes no difference to the story whatsoever. It's fine. Not really. Um, what was their, spoilers, death? Because um, she has like a whole, not chapter, but like bit where she's like wandering through the desert on her own. Yeah. 
Uh, whereas in this one, she has like a hero's death, which is kind of cool. But it's a pretty sick scene, actually. But yeah, I was gonna say, I quite liked it. I feel like maybe a little, I don't know, no, I probably like that to be fair. I, I don't think it was really a, an issue for me, and it kind of worked well within the story that they were telling in the film. So, oh, yeah, I didn't mind that at all. But yeah, just, I was saying at the start, like, it's very close to the source material. That's one of the things that they changed. Yeah, but it's that's fair. So, it is very close to the source material. And as we were saying before, that the, the book isn't interested in holding your hand. I feel no. like this film isn't all that interested in it either. <laughs> a little bit harder for me and you to come in and say that, I feel like, because we have read the book. So we know what happens. We know what yeah. a Bene Gesserit is. You know, we know uh, what Fremen are. We know everything, all the politics of like how she trade yeah. is and, and the we, Harkonnens and... So we, we kind of know that going in and then watching the film, I feel like, but I do feel like it is all there in the film. You've just got to really know that you're in for. Yeah, you've got to be ready to listen out yeah. for it. Yeah, I you've got to be ready to pick up on like everything that's being said. Because we came out of the cinema and we're like, actually, I thought we had this conversation. We were like, I think I think I wasn't too bad, actually. I think a layman could go in there and, and enjoy it. And yeah. I think anyone could go and enjoy it because it's a spectacular film. Mm-hmm. Like just literally spectacle it is this spectacular film um but maybe i'd be interested to hear what shell or lid if they I mean, got it i mean that makes sense not those two because those two are not having sci-fi apparently but, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah um, i take your point i think i feel like they could get through the film and be like i got the core story i didn't get what they're on about for half the time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like would probably be the case. I feel like that probably would work. I mean, even, you know, even if you, you didn't pick up on all the smaller details, you kind of know, oh, the guys that were following, good guys. The guys that have the, yeah. thro- the guys that have the throat singing and they all wear all black, bad guys. Like you Shockingly. can kind of, yeah. Yeah. There's enough in there to kind of pick up on that kind of thing. Um, but like I say, I, I do feel like for somebody who is going in fresh, as long as they know it's you've got it, you know, it's it's quite a dense. Yeah. Don't like using that word, but like, know, I, I I wasn't it is dense. Mm. I wasn't prepared for how hard sci-fi the book was gonna be when I first picked it up. Like it took me a while. Yeah, I agree. Um, um one thing when you were mentioning before about um things that they've changed from book to film. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the few things I picked up on is uh, when we're with the, the Harkonnens at one point, they have this weird fucking spider thing. Yeah. What the hell was that? That was the Beaumar monks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I probably... Is that the right name? I know it's something more. Something like that. It's something Bow. You got it. You got yeah. it. You fucking nerd. <laughs> um, um, hey, you're, the so new, I... you're the nerd for me getting it wrong when <laughs> you still know what I was on about. Knowing what you're on about, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a, a spider with like human hands, but it's all in latex. It's also human sized. It's just really sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Leon might fuck it. <laughs> I forgot it in the mood. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Actually, that. 
um, yeah, that that let me Google that real quick. So I need to I don't, try and get a better visual. Yeah, I don't remember that being in the book. I don't think it was. Um I don't think I I don't remember. Right. Apparently the Baron is like well floaty. Like yeah. he can basically fly. He's got like this well He's got a in, suspensor belt. Yeah, but he there's a really cool bit in this going back to what we said about sound design as well before he has it like going up his spine and stuff so just like light sort of going up his spine and like every yeah. time he turns it on there's like a, a distinct sound to that as well and then all of a sudden like you say he floats and stuff and that was quite cool yeah but I, so it was cool and but I don't remember like I always just thought it was just kind of like him sort of being hovered around a little, just like six inches off the floor is how I always imagined it in my head but then, like the the original film and this one, has him twenty feet up, just like he can go where he wants. Yeah. Um, what do you think of like the Baron in this? I thought he was really good. He's, he's appropriately disgusting. Yeah, and it's not just grotesque. like pimples and yeah, like jizz flying off his face. He's he's just like it's it's horrible. all done in the way he's like because he's like really obscenely like fat and the way that like he just like eats but he'll just be eating with like his mouth open and stuff and it's just that kind of mannerisms rather than that actual... <laughs> yeah very uh, much um oh yeah he is pretty grotesque the spider and, thing and they're not yeah i've just seen the art the spider thing um it has a i can't tell which way it's, it's orientated from what I'm looking at. I think I'm looking at its back, but it's it looks a bit like a Geiger thing. It's like um, it's got a, a clear butt, but it's all but also looks like a bell end. Nice. I think that's its face, yeah. isn't it? I know. I don't think so because it looks like it's eating something like a dog bowl. Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Go Google it, people. Um, they're not just arch either. The Harkonnens in this one. They're not just like cackling, no idea. I'm evil because I'm evil. Um, villains in this. Yeah, I think like, that's they've true. got something a little bit more nuanced to them. Even um not favorite, I forget every time. Uh the beast. Even Batista, Rabban, yeah. Yeah. Um, even he's just like it's not in it loads, but he's not like thick as fuck. Yeah, and sim like in the 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 eighties films, they went for this kind of they've all got like really shocking ginger hair kind of thing, and that's what is going to be there. Whereas in this, they're all they've all got shaved heads, and for some reason, it just feels more natural. Yeah, and there's pale as fuck. Yeah, shaved heads. Um, yeah. So, I feel like we could probably get to to summing it up now. No, now we now we've discussed it. We need to go through the plot. <laughs> the whole thing okay what can i just say okay before we before we do sum it up i had a feeling i knew where this was going to end and i was pretty right sorry based on knowing that it, having read the book and knowing that it was a two-part yeah i was pretty right but i felt like it ended a little bit shy see i was the other way i felt like i knew where it was going to end roughly but then there was a little bit tacked on to the end of the film mm -hmm. that I thought would have been in the second half. Okay, so you thought... We've been spoilers, right? Okay, oh, actually, no one's listened to this that hasn't probably seen the film, at least. So. Yeah. Uh, so the, you thought the, the fight, fight would have come later. The fight at the end 
because I feel like that does happen a little bit later in the book. Uh, it's not like immediately when he meets Stilgar and everyone. Yeah, it's kind true. of a little bit further down the road. So I felt like that would have been in the second half, and that it would have kind of been when he meets Stilgar and and Chani and and those guys. Which is what we but that was one of the things when I was reading it and and going through and going, well, maybe, but then why would it make any sense to have like Zendaya as being starring in this film? But it still doesn't make yeah. any sense because she's still only in it for like 10 minutes. So <laughs> a couple of dream sequences and says like Pretty three much. sentences. Yeah. And see, I thought we would have got up to the point basically. I don't know how they would have fit it in. Um, but I thought it would have got up to or the next film would have started with the time gap. Yeah, okay. Because there is a bit of a, a jump forward coming. Yeah, we got a few years. I don't ahead. want to I don't want to spoil the book too much for people. no, that's true. But we go a few years, a couple of years in the in the future. Now and the reason for that is because do you assume that um they get where they go in and then all the things that happen where they go into happen two years down the line? Because it kind, it's kind of kind of because the point in the book is that this the stuff happens, and then two years or however long later, they're then ready to go and do what they want to do because that stuff happened two years ago. Do you get mm. Do you get what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah. So do so. Does this next film have them start now, do the shit, and then, then jump two years later, or do, or not even jump two years later? It's just like we do it straight away, but then. Well- or what you could do is you could kind of start with your time jump and then go back and tell the the, the pieces kind of in like a flashbacky kind of way. Yeah, maybe. I forgot that you could do that in film. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I, was, I was pretty along the right lines. With, I think we both were pretty much along the right yeah, lines. Yeah, we both had a, a good idea roughly of, of where it was going to happen. Um, I mean, which isn't difficult because the book is pretty much split in two pieces. <laughs> but, it's not difficult because we've read the book and we knew where the halfway point in the book was. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's going to finish around page 256. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... We, I'll park the. No, actually, let's do it first. We'll go. We'll give the traditional star rating first. So, what is your score? This could be out of five, nice. and we do give half. We can give halves. Okay, good because I think I'm pushing four point five. Okay, it's at least a four, and maybe pushing four point five. I am. Um, Gonna say five. Oh, definitely it's a got the five. Five just, star film for me. I think it's probably top three so films I've so seen this year. Masterpiece. Yeah, because we've said previously that like a five is like yeah, I don't know, a Schindler's List or something like that. That you know, that's timeless almost. I, I think don't you know could if be, it's maybe that. I mean, it, it, it's only been like what a month since we saw it. So you've seen it two and a half times. So that, well, actually, so when I came back to watching it the second time, I felt I, I, I gave it a five originally, I think, but I felt even stronger about that. I, it, I was kind of like, it's a five, maybe, maybe it's a four and a half kind of thing. But I felt like after having watched it the second time, I feel stronger. That's the that's the probably the best thing you can do as well as say actually the hype's it's not the hype's not gone, but you you know you're over that initial i've finally seen this thing that i really wanted to see yeah. i've seen it once i'm going to score it actually you've seen it a second time so you validated your score a little bit so that's fair 
okay. I mean, I don't know if I can... It's too soon for me to say that this is a five film, but it's certainly early enough to say that this is a fucking amazing film. Like, film, filmically, it's brilliant. Visually, it's brilliant. Audibly, it's brilliant. So it's like, it's got all those elements. And I think sci-fi is a very difficult thing, maybe as well, to to make that yeah. good. Yeah, I agree. Um, a, like a biopic is going to quite easily pull at heartstrings and stuff like that, so it's quite easy to make a masterpiece biopic almost. Um, Similarly, I think with, with like a lot of sci-fi, sometimes you can go, oh, well, that looks pretty cool. Like, you know, spaceship, spaceships flying around and stuff like that, you can go, oh, that looks pretty cool. But it's, if it's yeah. got the other elements to it kind of thing. Okay, right. So, okay, what what, what is... The Empire Strikes Back of five. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not quite as precious about throwing out fives. Uh, you know, I do. I will give it to several films a year. To be fair, you're a shill, Aaron. Well, I just like films. <laughs> fair. No, that's fine. I was, I was just curious to see, like, okay, how? Because it's a different kind of movie as well, almost. Yeah. Um. Cool. I'm. I'm. Surprise, so, but I'll keep mine at 4.5. I'll push it up then just to come on. You will feel you. you feel a little bit more positive, about uh, com- it. comfortable yeah. giving yeah. it that score okay. and not gonna be shunned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not like That's I'm a... like, I thought it was a two and a half. What are you on about? Like, sorry, um... it was a four then. I meant four, <laughs> the lower side of a four, <laughs> probably like 3.9. It's just gonna round up at a point nine. <laughs> so, like that being said. And I'm not sure how many you've seen, so I'll go through them. Of mm-hmm. for where yeah, does this rank in Villeneuve's uh, films, should we say? So um, he did four uh, films in Canada that are French. I'm guessing you've probably not seen any of them. What are you trying to say? You're I've already suggest that yeah. cultured. No, yeah. well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so that's August 32nd on Earth. Uh, Maelstrom, Polytechnic, and Ensemble. Um, I've heard of Maelstrom. I've not. Ensemble is apparently really good. I've only seen the first one he watched, and that was because it was on a, a streaming service. The uh, first one he did, and that was because it was on a streaming service thing. Um, so, not including them four, how many of his English language films have you seen? I'll run them I've through seen. them. Okay. Prisoners? No. Nope. Enemy? No. Sicario? Maybe. I think I have seen Sicario. Okay. Uh, Arrival? Long time. It's like 2008 or something like that. Uh, it's, so, uh, no, it's 2015. Then no. Okay. We'll go no on that one then. Was it two Sicarios? Mm, yes, there was. There was a Sicario 2, which came out like three years ago. I knew there was a new one. Maybe I... Hang on, let me look at this. Can you carry on? Okay. I can talk well, through it. Uh, so, yeah, Sicario, then Arrival. Yeah. Uh, Blade Runner, which we know you've seen, you've mm-hmm. seen before. And obviously, Dune is his most recent one. So you've seen three, three. maybe four. Defin- definitely three. Definitely three. So out of them three, what, what's your ranking? How have you got them? Uh, this is very tough. Okay, I really love Arrival, but it's the bottom of those three. Yeah. And this is very difficult for me because I mm. really, really liked 2049. I think in its own way, 2049, although not as big, may have been even 
slightly better visually, okay. like just in terms of like the, which is difficult. And I've seen this compared, and I may have stolen this from someone else. Dune is one place, and it's all one thing, for the most okay. part. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Desert it, power. It's sand. Desert power. Um, Blade Runner, you go into different places, and every place feels unique and looks different. Well, and whether that's just the color tone that's coming through. When they go, spoilers. When they go to Vegas, and it's got that orange hue. Yeah, that like does look like June, bradley enough, but yeah, it does. Um, um, Okay, I don't so, know whether that kind of makes me feel like it looks a little bit better. I don't know. They are very hard to split. But I feel like lie. you're going Dune Blade Runner. I don't know if I am because okay. I'm more of a Dune fan than a Blade Runner fan, if that makes okay, sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so so I honest, don't know. This, this has not been the, uh, the conversation provoker I thought it was going to be. Because for my list then... Um, I got I got prisoners at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. Not a, not a bad film. I really liked it. It's just not as good, not as, as, good as the others. Uh, Enemy is next for me. Uh, that's a me really too. interesting film. Kind of you can see a lot of his like sci-fi sort of leanings a little bit in that for quite an early mm-hmm. film from him. Also, really big weird spiders in it as well. So that must be a thing for him. Yeah. Uh, Sicario's next. Mine too. Uh, really good. Like that one. Arrival is third. We're all the same so far. I've got June second and Blade Runner top. So, but again, those those last two very interchangeable. They're, they're very me. difficult, aren't they? Because they're both fucking phenomenal. It does and sound may, like and we've maybe got a very similar list as well on this. Well, yeah, I mean, of the ones, ones you've seen. seen I've, yeah. I've, well, even the ones I've not seen, I've, I've scored the same as you. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> down to the star rating. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really don't know. Like, and I've having you can't not make it this way, but June was a bit padded because it's a fat book. Mm. So it's a long film. And 2049 is a long, it's not a short film by any means, but it felt I mean the only thing with 2049 is you get like a full story to it. And that's not really any fault of his. It's just because you, he could tell a story in two and a half hours, whatever it is. Yeah. Three yeah. hours nearly. Um, as opposed to June, which is a five-hour, six-hour long story that he's had to kind of call. Mm. But I don't... What I will say is I don't think anything was... Mi- I don't miss anything in this one. No. There was may- maybe a bit around um, UA and Jessica's stuff. And also the... It was ignore the, the um, Leo against Jessica bits. Yeah, there was perhaps not as much interplay and stuff, but it's for all the major story beats, it, it does hit. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know. But some people would say, because, you know, Leo lets Jessica think that he thinks she's the betrayer. When he knows she's not, he's just... Yeah. He's just got a whole thing going on. They could have been that, but that's nitpicking, really. Everything, everything that should be in the in, from the book is there. Okay. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly don't know. Like, it's, I've only just seen both of them. It's too early for me. You need to watch you need them both distance again. from both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can't. They're they're equal. I but I, what I will say is that I, I mean I knew I was going to like both, but I twenty forty nine was 
phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like I, after after seeing Dune, I was like, okay, I want to. I'm sick. Basically, I don't know if I said it before, but I wanted to rewatch Blade Runner before I watched um, the second one because I've not seen Blade Runner for fifteen plus years, if yeah. probably longer, twenty years when my brother lived home. Um, so I was like, I want to just refresh myself. And I was like, I'm sick of waiting. I, I'm not watching it. Unless it's on TV right now, I'm not gonna fuck it. I don't care. I know the I know the I remember the beats. And it was the one time it wasn't on ITV too. <laughs> what who did they just thunk it? So I, I just watched the new one and I was like, fuck me, that was everything I kind of hoped it would be almost. Yeah. So yeah, I um it's hard to separate, but both you, you, you know, sometimes every now and then you just get a filmmaker that's just like really good. Yeah, I think. And someone someone said to me they feel like he's quite similar in a way to uh, Christopher Nolan in the way that he yeah. kind of he kind of came up. Now, for me, Nolan's had a little bit of a downward. Yeah, dip. I'm not as big a fan of his last two or three films as I was of his Dark Knight up till Inception kind of stuff. So, um, I get that. So, I mean, we can, like, we'll see, because who knows, Villeneuve might turn you, around and make his tenant next or something, and I'll be like, eh, what the fuck's going on here? Well, I don't know, because his next one will probably be June too. Um, <laughs> Good point. Yeah, but what I will say is I wonder if any of that is to do with the fact that Nolan got fucking huge and became the biggest filmmaker on the planet. Could be. Villeneuve. 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 Is that right? Is that right? right? Okay. Close. Villeneuve um, was like... Benefica. Benefica. With the greatest one in the world, makes great films that no one sees. Yeah, that's the thing, I guess. It's like The Dark Knight made a billion dollars and Villeneuve's films are lucky if they break even. Yeah. Yeah, no, no one, no one takes anything away from him. At least for this one, he can blame the pandemic. Yeah, but like no one could say, like no one who went and see Twenty Forty Nine was like that was a bad film. It's just nobody went to see it. No, yeah, yeah the that's not on him really. Yeah. Arrival as well. Like everyone who's seen Arrival is like, yeah, that's a really, really good film. I saw it years after it came out on like Prime or something like that. Yeah, just one of them. Yeah. just. Oh, this this looks interesting. I'll yeah. watch this. Okay, that was really good. Didn't probably didn't, don't remember it being a thing at the cinema. Yeah, exactly. So I think that might have maybe that's changing a little bit for with this. I feel like this one has probably been seen a little bit more. I feel like it's gotten since it came out has gained more obviously, but it's gained more traction because when it was first launched, you know, it's a bit of like you know, this yeah. is fine. Like, this isn't the thing, but I think it started to build some more and more attraction. Yeah, that's fair. He's well, still the auteur that we want him to be. Exactly. That's a good good point. Um, because he is still making films that feel very like him. him. Yeah. So yeah. I look forward to part two on that in like three years or whenever they decide to make it. And I look forward to Oppenheimer by Christopher Nolan. When are you very makes that? Yeah, I can't wait till it's got Tom Hardy wearing a mask and I can't understand the word he's saying in it. Um, <laughs> he too is an auteur. <laughs> so then, as we say at the end of every episode, cut.
Wait, no, what's the um give me a dune word to say? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>